0: I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. Uh, today, we're, we're, I guess I would title this, What's the Big Deal about Sin? Okay? Um, let me explain. Uh, if you've been watching this series, Uh, In one of the past episodes, I mentioned a friend of mine named Todd who was uh, called to be a street preacher for several years in Nashville. And he would go in to talk to um, the prostitutes at the bar and have a beer. That was his favorite thing to do. And he would end up asking them a question. And the question was, Did you know that there will not be one person in hell because of sin? Did you know that? And anyway, uh, the first time I heard him say that, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'd never thought about that that way from that angle in that concise of a little capsule. And I, I absolutely believe that is true. The people who will be... Sin has been paid for long ago. The people who will be in hell, whatever hell is, are the people who refuse to accept God's love and his free gift of Jesus, and salvation, and the kingdom, and all of that, okay? Um, And, as Paul continued the conversation with those young ladies, um, many of them would decided they they wanted to live their life another way because of the hope that that original statement had given to them, okay? Um, Hopefully you'll remember uh, when we started this, um, I told you about two systems of right and wrong. Okay? One would be law, where you do good, you get good, and if you do bad, you get bad. But, I believe now, today, there is another system we can live under, that I would call grace, where if you do good, you get good, and if you do bad, you still get good long-term. And the key here is long-term. Okay? Um, So, Todd said, there will not be anyone in hell because of sin. Why? Sin's been paid for. It's a done deal. The thing you do wrong tomorrow is already paid for. Well, if that's so, and if grace is real, and Paul says, you know, it's not of works anymore, lest someone should boast. It's grace by faith saved through Jesus, etc. Then why not? Then that means, what's the big deal about sin? It's not a big deal. But I'm here to tell you to tell you today it is a big deal a very big deal because the key here is under the grace system if you do bad you get good guaranteed long term but in the short term you may get the absolute opposite okay remember um, this is you <laughs> a bad representation of you and If you do something that you believe is right, love-based, true, etc., it activates your success switch in your brain. And you get uh, positive emotions, positive feelings, positive thoughts, positive chemicals in my body... Um, effortlessly, uh, much more likely to do positive behaviors, um, better relationships, just naturally, all kinds of stuff. Pretty much everything that you would call success. But, if you do something that you believe is wrong for you to do, whether it's a sin, technically, or not, or whether it's a big sin, or a little sin. None of that matters. If you do something you believe you should not do, sin or not, big or little, it activates your stress, fight or flight response. So your immune system suppressed, you're going to get sick sooner or later, negative emotions, negative thoughts, even if you paint on a happy face to be socially acceptable. Uh, uh, has a destructive effect on your relationship because you feel negative and that comes across in your relationship, in your conversation and behavior. You're probably tired all the time, don't feel very good, have aches and pains, etc. So some of you, if you've been listening to me, may, may wonder, well, wait a minute. I, 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 am, I do believe that love is what I want to commit to. I want to commit to life to being in right relationship with God, Jesus, to live in love in the present moment, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of the end result, that is what I'm committed to. Okay? And I don't doubt that is what I'm saying to you, that you have committed to that. And that's great. And I believe if that's true, then you are guaranteed good long-term. But you may still get the the results of flipping the failure switch day in, day out. So even though long term, you're, you're going to get good, and I would say in this case, in light of the kingdom and the church and the gospel, that you're, you're going to stay saved as long as you're committed to that. You may be wondering, but wait a minute. If that's what I believe and I am committed to that, how come I don't feel so great? And how come things aren't getting a lot better? It's probably because you've got one foot in one school and another foot in the other school. And that doesn't work. Uh, uh, fresh water and bitter don't come from the same spring. Okay, you're in con- That means you're in conflict with yourself. So even though you're saved and will likely stay saved, and long term you're guaranteed to get good because you are saved and you are in right relationship with God in Jesus, your daily experience may be the ex- almost the exact opposite. Let me try to, to um, <clears throat> make it clear. <clears throat> A lie detector test <clears throat> is a stress test. It's not like a stress test. It is a stress test. That's why it's not admissible in court. Because you're hooked up to a lie detector test, and the, uh, the policeman says, did you rob the house? And your stress spikes up. So the policeman interprets that as you were the one that robbed the house when in reality it might just remind you that when you were a kid your house got robbed and all the bad feelings and stuff that y'all had from that that may be the reason you're in stress not that you're the one that robbed the house. But a lie detector test is a stress test. Okay, so that means any time <clears throat> you are not truthful with God, others, or yourself, any time you do not act in the way that you believe you should act and not act in the way you believe you should not act, <clears throat> whether it's a sin or not, you, you have lied. You've been untruthful in disharmony with yourself and what you believe or with scripture or with God or whatever and it spikes your stress. Let me give you an example. Um, I get up in the morning and um, Hope and I I'm I'm late for work. She's not and we're about to get in the shower at the same time. Okay? So, do I tell her, even though I'm running late, honey, I'm running late. I really need to get in the shower first and then make her wait on me. Is that what I do? And I guarantee you, I have done a lot of things like that, all right? Or do I say in love and kindness for Hope, hey, even though I'm busy, I'm not going to make her sit and wait for me. I mean, I love her. I'm going to put her ahead of me on this. Hope, you go ahead. I'll wait on you. All right? I promise you, at the time I'm making that decision, I believe the one I should make is to let her shower first. I guarantee it. I've never had anything else in my whole married life. Okay? Have I always done it? No, probably about 50 50. So, what was I doing the other 50% of the time? I was going against what I believe I should do. I was going against my conscience. I was going against what Dr. Bruce Lipton at Stanford Medical School calls the vibe, V-I-B-E, that we can tune into, that that's, a, that's that little small voice inside us or an impression or a feeling that tells us in this scenario, which maybe could go either way, which should I go? And I know. Now, I may immediately try to rationalize it because I really want to go first and get to work so I don't get in trouble from the boss and all that, okay? But what do I do? I know what I believe is the loving thing to do. If I do not do that, it it punches my stress. And I get negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative chemicals, shuts down my immune system, saps my energy, causes me to come from a negative perspective as long as that's engaged. Which, for that, I don't know, maybe that could engage stress for 15 minutes, maybe an hour, okay, but for some length of time, okay? So then I, then I get out of the shower, get dressed, and I'm on my way to um, the kitchen to get some breakfast, and I see that the garbage can is overflowing and I'm still running late, in fact I'm now even later because I let her shower first and uh, I know Hope that she really dislikes doing the garbage alright and that thing gets full like 37 times a day so I guarantee you if I see that I'll have the thought I should take the garbage out and put a clean liner in there for Hope. Is that what I do? It's probably been 50-50 for me. Alright? But, if I rationalize and say, oh, I'm late, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll take it out when I get back. Whether I ever do that or not, that's my rationalization. And maybe I do intend to, but what I really know at the time is the kind, loving thing to do is take it out now and put a clean liner in. So if I do that, Then i probably get a little oxytocin released. Dr. Ben said if they could ever put oxytocin in a pill, um, uh, it would be the top-selling medicine of all time, and it would wipe out about 50% of other medications because it does so many things. It's basically the health, happiness, and success pill. Okay, But they can't make it in a pill. It has to be naturally released in the brain. It can't pass the the blood-brain barrier. Okay? But when I do the act of loving kindness, it punches the success switch. Okay? If I say, you know what? I just let her go first in the shower. I can't do all of these things. I'm late for work. So I bypass the garbage. I've just punched my stress button. And, And likely... The good from the oxytocin in the shower is now gone, replaced with this for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour and a half, whatever, okay? Then I go and get in my car, and the key's not in there, and I know that Hope drove it last. Do I feel anger and irritation at her for that? If I do, I've just punched the stress switch. Or do I intentionally say, No, no, no. I'm not blaming her for that. It's no big deal. I I, I leave the key out all the time. Um, I'm just going to go get the key. It's fine. Then I've done an act of loving-kindness and, and it pushes the oxytocin. Maybe, maybe. It for sure doesn't push anything negative. If it is, this is triggered by love and the things that grow from the root of love. Joy, peace, kindness, etc. Forgiveness. Okay, so then I get the key and I'm in traffic and there's a whole bunch of traffic that I wasn't expecting and this guy's doing his blinker and waving at me wanting to pull in front of me and now I'm even later for work and I've had these other things happen. What do I do? Do I let him in and wave and be kind? If so, I probably punched my success switch a little for 15-30 minutes, an hour, whatever. If I pull up real close to the car next to me so he can't get in and uh refuse to look at him, you know, then I probably punch my stress switch 15-30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Get to work. The coffee's not made. Do I yell at someone? Do Am I uh, grumbling under my... Or do I just, hey, no problem. I, I'll make the coffee today, all right? If I make the coffee, I may push this switch. If I get angry and irritated, I for sure push this one. Okay? Um, It's interesting in the church, at least the way I grew up, we had a hierarchy of sins. Okay? Uh, Murder, adultery, um, blasphemy, you know, lying, stealing... And way down on the bottom is gossip. And I can remember growing up when um, there would be someone in the church that was just almost being crucified by so many in the church for something they were doing that was obviously and in public wrong, like having an affair or whatever. But then you had a hundred people who were like addicted to gossiping. Well, the Bible, as far as sins go, puts gossip in the same sentence with murder. And it does not have that hierarchy like, like, like we come up with. And I, think, and I think this is critical because Jesus said, hey, you've heard it that um, if you commit adultery or, or do this or that, that it's a sin. But he said, I'm telling you, if you do it in your heart, you are guilty of it. Oh, man, does that ever change the paradigm? Okay? If you think about doing it and, and take ownership of that thought, all right, then you have done it as a sin. It's a sin for you to think about doing it uh, and, and take ownership of that. Well, what that means is that gossip, I'm going to call it a sin. I'm not, saying, I'm not talking about scripture. I'm saying me, Alex, for the way I live my life. Not letting hope go first in the shower, to me, is a matter of sin. Not taking out the garbage is a matter of sin. Getting angry and irritated, not being kind in traffic is a matter of sin. Uh, having an arrogance that I can't be the one that has to make the coffee, sin. All right. So I can be I can be right. I believe I can be right with God, right with Jesus. Committed to living a life of love as best I can. But on all this day to day stuff, some of it we don't even consider sin. We just consider it a choice. I'm calling it a sin because every one of them spikes your failure button. It spikes your stress just like a sin would because a lie lie detector test is a stress test. So every time you are not true to what you believe you should do and at the time you believe you should do it, you are being untruthful. That is a spiritual lie to yourself, to God, whatever. Or it's just a denial to do the right thing. Yeah, I know I should do that and I know I should do it now, but I'm choosing, I'm not going to, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on and let her change do the garbage. Or and by the way, I'm not saying the garbage thing is a sin or not. It it, it largely depends on what you believe about it. But honestly believe in your heart when it comes to being committed to love, not just bad programming where you grew up in a family where the women always took out the garbage. No, no, that's, that's not it. It's your conscience and this vibe that Dr. Lipton talks about and your spirit and the spirit of God leading and guiding you to all truth. Okay, so there's your instruction books. The conscience is called the law that is written on the heart in scripture. I believe it's the law of love. And if you practice it, use it, uh, treat it almost like a really good friend that you converse with, you will hear it stronger and stronger and about more and more things to the degree that there's almost nothing your conscience can't give you great feedback on, all right. The vibe Dr. Lifton talked about may be that same thing, I don't know, but it is a literal vibe, a, a vibration, a feeling, an impression, a I don't know why, but I think I should go that way, or I don't know why, but I don't, I don't think that's safe. Um, and, and you can be committed to God and love long term, but about these things, the hundred things a day, that may not just be sins, they may be just choices. You still believe there's a right choice for you to make and a wrong one. If you make the wrong one, it's just like it's un- it- you're not being true to yourself. You're not being true to the truth. You're not being true to your conscience. Okay? The only way you can do that is to say, Okay, I'm going to listen to my conscience. I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask for direction and... When I go through my day, I'm gonna plug into those databases. So, like when Hope and I are right there, and we first realize we're about to get in the shower at the same time, then I'm gonna intentionally kind of say a little prayer and plug into my conscience database, the vibe database, the Holy Spirit, and say, "Okay, what's what's the loving thing for me to do?" here, and it may not always be the same about the same thing, but let's say it's let her shower first. Okay, then I'm gonna do that even if I don't like it, even if I don't understand it, even if it doesn't make sense, if that's what I believe is right for me to do, that's what I'm gonna do. Alright? So I do that and it pushes the good chemicals. I take the garbage out Pushes the good chemicals. Uh, Don't get mad at Hope about the key. Pushes the good chemicals. Uh, Am kind and let the guy in in traffic. I know there's a limit to that. You can't let everybody in or that's really unkind to the people behind you. But let's say it was the kind way. Positive chemicals. But what most people do that I have worked with is they understand that The love path is the best way to live, and they are trying to do that. They're committed to it or either trying to commit to it. But about these 50 to 100 daily things, they tend to choose over and over and over to do the thing other than what they think is best for them at that time. So that means long-term, yeah, they're going to be good, and they're still saved. But short-term, punch, 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 punch. Stress, negative thoughts, negative emotions, negative chemicals, causes me to be more negative toward relationships, etc. Okay? So, to me, this is the missing link for a lot of you. It was a missing link for me. I committed to love and felt this huge change in my life but then a couple of months later I was feeling bad again, not like I had before but a little bit, and I realized this. Yeah, I've totally changed. I'm committed to God. I'm committed to hope and love no matter what in the present moment. Yeah, all that. But probably 20 or 30 times a day I would feel like I I should do this for the next 15 minutes, but I wouldn't, I would do that. And I thought it was totally innocent and no big deal. It wasn't. It would push my failure switch. And all those chemicals and thoughts and feelings for, who knows, 15 minutes, an hour, hour and a half. But very often, before an hour and a half had gone by, I'd done another thing that's not what I believe was best for me to do exactly at that time. So we end up living all day, a lot of us, in stress, not because we're not committed to love, not because we're not right with God, not because we're not saved, but because we're making the wrong choice on little things all through the day. So here's what I'd recommend. Get a piece of paper, And for two or three days, track how many times you have a thought or impulse to do something where there's a little decision time. I have an impulse to do this, but am I really going to do it or am I not? All right? No matter how small it is, if there's any decision to be made, and it's not just a, okay, go ahead and do it, write it down. My guess is if you do it completely... For one day, you're going to have at least 15 of these situations. And each one has the potential to spike your stress for an hour. So you're looking at all day in the living over here in action and reaction as far as your body and physical life is concerned, while it's spiritually, you're over here. Okay? So you got one foot in one place, one foot in the other. Okay? You need to get both feet in the love camp and not just commit to it in general and about the big things in long term but about these fifty to hundred little things every day that you do have an impression it would be best for me to do this or not to do that. But, Maybe for you, it's a coin, a, a coin flip whether you do it or not. Okay. Uh, I'm going to end with this. Uh, many of you probably heard the expression, you know, uh, two people are having a conversation and one says, uh, how do you sleep at night? And the person says, oh man, I sleep like a baby. I could sleep on a bag of potatoes if, you know, if I needed to. And, and maybe the response by someone is, "I." Ah, must have a clear conscience or are are you happy are you really happy in your life yeah i am i don't think i would have done much must have a clean conscience well i believe that's true but it's true about way more than just sleep or happiness it's true about your health it's true about your work it's true about literally everything if you're living in harmony with your love compass, the law that is written on your heart, your conscience, that vibe, the leading of the Holy Spirit, 50, 100 times a day, just try it. Believe me, you will never go back. Have a day where you start, and, and, and so on this day, uh, we're about to get the shout, say hope. Go right ahead. And you're not just saying it, you, that's what you want to do. You know it's the loving thing to do. Garbage? Ah, no, I'm, I'm going to take the garbage out, even though I'd rather not, all right? And you're not grumbling and angry about it. You, you want to do it. It's the love thing. I, I want to do the love thing, all right? The key, the traffic, the coffee, and, and all through the day. Well, for sure, you're not having this activated, but my, my guess, based on the research about many of those situations is you are punching that success switch over and over all day. And the difference in being half here, half here and activating this all day and being all here and activating this all day is an absolute night and day experience on how your day goes. Uh, You also probably remember, if you think about, if you imagine for a period of time doing something you believe is wrong for you to do, whether it's big or little, it causes both of these to be activated and it is a tidal wave of chemicals and it is extremely addictive because it's almost like heroin or cocaine or something like that, okay? So even unconsciously You could start moving into imagining things that you believe would be wrong because every time you do it, you start to feel this rush and, and, you know, wow, this is a trip. You know, I like it. All right. Um, So that's the way it works. So, my challenge to you is understand this, make a note of, of what you typically do. and then, if you agree, start one day and start doing, at that at the time you believe you should do it, every little thing, every choice, every sin thing, everything that's not a sin but a choice, start doing, at the time you should do it, what you believe you should do or what you believe you should not do. And... The difference it can make in your life is monumental. It's not a little. It can be the difference in I'm just getting through the days to I love my life. Okay? All right. So um, that's it for this week. Please give it a try. So sin is a very big deal Even though it's already been paid for in advance, and there won't be anyone in hell because of it, they'll be there because they didn't accept the love of God, the forgiveness of God through Jesus. All right, that's true. But sin can still mess up today and almost every day. So don't let it do that. Get both feet over here. Start listening and doing, even in the little things, what you believe you should, when you believe you should. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.